Why does God hate the poor? Is this a universal hate? As we contemplate the issue of God's hate for the poor, all of our answers so far have negated possible explanations as simply human creation or excuses for hate that cannot be applied to God. Good, evil, morality, ethics, justice, and fairness are all human constructs derived from what we need to give us meaning in life. None of these words can serve as an explanation, justification, or excuse for God's varying treatment of his creations. The individual creates a morality to give meaning to life, and a social group creates an ethics to maintain the group's power structure. Good, evil, justice, and fairness are all terms that describe other humans or things in reality that either help or hinder our, create, our created morality or ethics. But God can do whatever he wants and is not limited by our concepts. None of these humans' wor- words explain why he prefers some humans over others. So the question of God's hatred for the poor, is this question limited solely to humans? Are concepts and questions such as these that we are asking only human concepts. I've been treating them as such because this portion of the podcast series deals with theology and not with metaphysics or ontology, but in order to avoid confusion about what we are contemplating, I want to now make clear that the issue of God's hatred for the poor is not simply a human issue, but one of the natural order of reality. I will clarify what am I doing by using an example that I recently came across? A bunch of Yale University economists, with the aid of anthropologists and other academics, have been using an island of monkeys near Puerto Rico for social experiments. One test involved giving the monkeys pretend money that they could exchange for food from one of two persons. Uh, one person would show the monkey a cup with one grape, but, a, but in exchange for the coin, would give the monkey two grapes. The other person will show, would show the monkey three grapes, but then in exchange, in exchange for coin, would give the monkey two grapes. So in both situations, the monkey would get two grapes. As you would expect from academics, uh, the Yale professors or whatever they were used illogical assumptions and went on to make a series of illogical conclusions. The unsound and illogical assumption they used was that the rational thing to do would be to randomly take grapes from either tester since the end result is the same. You always wind up with two grapes regardless of which tester one picks. However, the monkeys almost universally always picked from the tester who showed one grape but gave them two. The Yale academics went on to make the unsound and illogical conclusion that the preference was irrational and that this universal irrational preference is ingrained ingrained in the monkeys by the academics' universal irrational religion of evolution. Without getting into the philosophy of science and theory of knowledge at issue, based simply on clear logical reasoning that I've been trying to delineate in these podcasts and not on the prejudice and bias of academia, hopefully you will see how irrational their conclusions are and what they miss in terms of learning and knowledge from their experiment. Imagine having an employer who offers you one grape in exchange for doing a small job. You then do it and he gives you two grapes. Imagine another employer who offers you three grapes in exchange for the same job. 
you do it, but then he gives you two grapes. In both cases, for the same job, you get paid two grapes. So given the choice of employers next time for doing the same job, which employee would you choose? The rational choice is the one who gave you the extra grape, not the one who took away one of the offerings. Playing the odds and appearances, the one who gave you something extra based on your needs and desires for as many grapes as possible appears to be the more trustworthy individual. That is, appears to be the better person, moral, ethical, just, and fair. Since you know the other tester will most, I'm sorry, since you know the other employer will most likely take at least one grape away, why would uh, that employer not take more away given a chance? So why give him a chance? Based on the facts and any normal uh, rational concepts of good morality and justice, the rational choice is the tester that adds a grape. In reality, both of them may be scientists who may one day kill you to autopsy your brain, regardless of the rationality of your choices, but whatever. Until then, the rational choice is to pick the one given the extra grape, uh, based on concepts of morality, justice, ethics, and fairness, and good and evil. So in essence, these, what have we been treating what we have been treating as human rational concepts of good, evil, morality, ethics, and justice, and fairness are universal, not only to monkeys, but it appears to all life and even to physical nature. Even at the level of quantum physics, the random, randomness of nature disappears once an observer, observer is added, and the observations get large enough by the observer, uh, at which point... The uh, randomness disappears and deterministic classical physics kicks in and everything appears orderly and beautiful. At that point, you can read the uh, Consolation of Philosophy by the Roman philosopher Boethius and you can be impressed by the beauty and order of the universe. The difference between humans and monkeys and other life is that we can be irrational. Instead of always acting in our rational, rational best interests, We can reject the rational choice of the tester that gives an extra grape and irrationally pick the other tester out of spite and rejection of the testing situation to mess with Yale University out of hope that the other tester will give us all three grapes or out of a almost infinite number of reasons for acting irrationally, whereas there is usually only a limited, and in this case only one reason, to act rationally. As humans, we can look outside the game and ask the question that other life cannot ask. Why does God hate the poor, including poor monkeys, and the uncountable number of other life and beasts of burden out there forced to live their existence in servitude to the few powers who control them? So this question we are asking of why does God hate the poor is important not just relative to us, but to all of reality that is unable to ask it.